Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 144. Our reading for today is coming from 2 Samuel chapters 4, 5, and 6, John chapter 13, verses 31 through 38, and chapter 14, verses 1 through 14, Psalm chapter 119, verses 17 through 32, and Proverbs chapter 15, verses 31 and 32. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 2 Samuel chapter 4 When Ishbosheth, Saul's son, heard that Abner had died at Hebron, his courage failed, and all Israel was dismayed. Now Saul's son had two men who were captains of raiding bands. The name of the one was Baana, and the name of the other Rechab, sons of Remen, a man of Benjamin from Beeroth, for Beeroth also is counted part of Benjamin. The Berothites fled to Gideon and have been sojourners there to this day. Jonathan, the son of Saul, had a son who was crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled, and as she fled in her haste, he fell and became lame, and his name was Mephibosheth. Now the sons of Remen the Berothite, Rechab and Baana, set out, and about the heat of the day they came to the house of Ishbosheth as he was taking his noonday rest. And they came into the midst of the house as if to get wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and Baana his brother escaped. When they came into the house, as he lay on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him and put him to death and beheaded him. They took his head and went by the way of the Arabah all night, and brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron. And they said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my lord the king this day on Saul and on his offspring. But David answered Rechab and Baana his brother, the sons of Remen the Berothite, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life out of every adversity, when one told me, Behold, Saul is dead, and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and killed him at Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed a righteous man in his own house on his bed, shall I not now require his blood at your hand and destroy you from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they killed them and cut off their hands and feet and hanged them beside the pool at Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the tomb of Abner at Hebron. 2 Samuel chapter 5 Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and flesh. In times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And the Lord said to you, you shall be shepherd of my people Israel, and you shall be prince over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah thirty-three years. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who said to David, You will not come in here, but the blind and the lame will ward you off, thinking, David cannot come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David, 
And David said on that day, Whoever would strike the Jebusites, let him get up the water shaft to attack the lame and the blind, who were hated by David's soul. Therefore it is said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. And David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built the city all around from the millow inward. And David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, also carpenters and masons who built David a house. And David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. And David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem, after he came from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. And these are the names of those who were born to him in Jerusalem, Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nephej, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore the name of that place is called baal Perazim. And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up. Go around to their rear and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then rouse yourself. For then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded him and struck down the Philistines from Geba to Gezer. 2 Samuel chapter 6 David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Bailey Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts who sits enthroned on the cherubim. And they carried the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God, and Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. And when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him down there because of his error, and he died there beside the ark of God. And David was angry because the Lord had broken out against Uzzah. And that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord into the city of David. But David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David, 
The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened animal. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place, inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts and distributed among all the people the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins to each one. Then all the people departed, each to his house. And David returned to bless his household. But Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants' female servants, as one of the vulgar fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michael, It was before the Lord, who chose me above your father and above all his house, to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord, and I will celebrate before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in your eyes. But by the female servants of whom you have spoken, by them I shall be held in honor. And Michael the daughter of Saul had no child to the day of her death. John chapter 13, verses 31 through 38. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Psalm chapter 119, verses 17 through 32. Deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. You rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 31 and 32. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. God, as we look at your word today, we see where your own son Jesus said that whatever we ask in his name, that he would do it, that you, Father, would be glorified in your son, and that if we ask you anything in the name of Jesus, you would do it. Father, I pray that you would give us a revelation of how unbelievably marvelous and wonderful you are. You've given us access to your very own presence. Because of the blood of your son, Jesus, we can draw close to you. We can open up our mouth and say, Father, we need you, and we come before you in the name of Jesus, and your ears are open. God, I lift up our listeners to you right now, and there are different needs that everyone has. And my prayer today is that you would bring all of us to a place where we would boldly come before you in the place of prayer and begin to pray and seek your face and call on your name and become bold in our faith to believe that you will do the things that we are asking if they are according to your word. 
Draw us close to you by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. For our devotional today, we're going to look at John chapter 13. I want to make a mention that a reading in 2 Samuel is just amazing. I love reading about David's passion. There he was dancing in the linen ephod. His wife, Michael, Saul's daughter, just despised him in her heart and spoke to him in a condescending way, and David could care less. He was bold and unashamed because of his love for God. And I pray that we would all be like that, just bold and unashamed in a place of reckless abandonment and passion and love for God. We look here in John chapter 13, and this is so powerful. Jesus says this in verses 34 and 35, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is a very strong commandment right here because he didn't say for us just to love each other, but he says that we are to love one another just as he loved us. Well, how did Jesus love us? He sacrificed his life for us. He laid it down. He went to the cross. He took that towel and wrapped it around himself after he took off his outer garments and he washed the disciples' feet. He gave that bread from the Passover and dipped it in the wine and handed it to the very person who was going to betray him. And he says, I want you to love one another just as I have loved you. This is a love that only God can give us, but it's a command. It's not optional. We hear people say, well, I might love him, but I ain't got to like him. I'm so glad that Jesus did not look at us like that. Can you imagine if Jesus said, you know, Peter, well, I sure love him, but I don't like him. That is a real cliche thing we say today that really reveals more about our heart than it does anything else. We have to be people who love one another just as Jesus has loved us. And then he says this bold thing. I'm going to read this again. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The greatest methodology of evangelism in a spiritually bankrupt society like we have today, the greatest thing that we can do to expand the gospel is not fancy marketing, and I'm all right with marketing. There is nothing that compares to the body of Christ loving one another as Jesus loved us. He said that all the world would know that we are his disciples by the love we have for one another. Lord, help us to love others as you have loved us. I hope that you've enjoyed today's devotional. I hope you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast. If you are, make sure you are sharing it with your friends and family. The Bible giveaway, of course, was completed. Sent that out earlier today. And we have many more giveaways coming, so stay tuned. If you didn't get an email saying that you won, then that's okay. Again, we're going to be giving other things away for the rest of the year, including Bibles, books, and other items. If you are enjoying the Bible 365 podcast, consider going to Apple and giving us a review there. If you'd like to reach out to me, go to my website at randygudo.com, scroll to the bottom, and there's an area on there where you can send me a message. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 145.